What is up, guys? It's No Morales here, and today podcast episode, my first one, is going to be about my process into getting into the Air Force. I'm not there yet. I'm not even in depth yet, but I went to MEPS, and yeah. So if you guys listen to this, you guys will know my experience at MEPS and how yours can be good too. My story so I'm 17 years old and around January of 2019 I had an interest to go into the military you know because I don't know I always saw the commercials and, you know I think that stuff is cool right so I went to my Navy recruiting office right I spoke to the recruiter and we just like we just clicked like that was pretty cool It was my first time in a military office, in a military setting, so I really enjoyed it, but I felt like, I don't know, like the Navy, they weren't like valuing my education as much as I thought they would, and I kept researching on the Air Force because, you know, I would tell my family like, hey, I have an interest in going to the Navy, and then my family would be like, well... You know, maybe you should look into the Air Force. I'm telling you, everybody said that. Everybody. Even people, even family, friends that I have in other branches, they said look into the Air Force. So, you know, I spoke to my mom and my dad. And basically, um, my mom and I, we decided that it would be best to just meet with the Air Force recruiter. And, you know, compare the two and then make your decision because... This decision is going to impact your whole life. Like, this is your career field. So, it was very important for me and my family to make the best decision for me, short-term and long-term. So, I went on the Air Force's website, and I was kind of looking into their jobs, and I realized that their jobs, for me, my personal experience, it seemed like their jobs transferred. It was a better fit into the civilian sector. Because if I went into the Navy, and this is my personal experience again, if I went into the Navy, I felt like if I went into the Navy, the jobs, they weren't as transferable to the civilian sector in my mind. So the recruiter was trying to explain to me like what kind of jobs would be transferable. You know, there's air traffic control on the ships, you know, where you have to guide the planes and, you know, park and, you know, missile stuff and restocking, you know, stuff like that. But I was looking and it just didn't feel right for me. So I just went with the Air Force recruiter. This is like May-ish now. Um, I didn't graduate yet because I graduated May 24th. But in the first week of May, I made an appointment with my recruiter. I went to an info session at my local recruiting station and I immediately fell in love. Even though... My biggest thing was, okay, if I joined the Navy, I was getting big enlistment bonuses. You know, I graduated high school, so that's $2,000 right there. You know, I was going to pass the PT test with flying colors, so that's another $2,000. That's already $4,000. On top of that, whatever job I was going to do, and if you get high ASVAB scores, that's that's a lot of money just to sign on the dotted line, right? But the reason the Air Force doesn't do that is because their living, their quality of life is so much better 
than all the other branches. So that's why my whole family and all my friends and, and family, they kept telling me to go into the Air Force or just look into it because they know if I just looked into it, then I would fall in love with it, you know? So from there, I'm 17. So I had to make another appointment with my recruiter and I had to have both parents there because I'm 17. So they had to sign a lot of waivers and we had to sign a lot of stuff. So we went in the office like at 9 a.m. And we didn't leave until 11.30, 12 p.m. Two weeks later, I then scheduled MEPS. And before you know it, I was on a bus heading to Tampa. The hotel I stood in was super nice. And people who took care of us were really nice. That same night of getting to the hotel, I, along with some other recruits, went to go take the ASVAB. So this is how it works. You go to MEPS, right? And you go through securities, metal detectors, and all that stuff. And you then sit down. You put your stuff in a room. And like, it's like big cubby holes with no locks. Right? And you then sit down and you wait for your name to be called. So your name gets called and you always have to have your um, license and your social security on you. Like that's like you have to have it on you, your whole process of map so that they can correctly identify you at all times. So they go, they take fingerprints and they take your picture and they write you a little um, sticky uh, name tag kind of thing and you put it on your right side of your chest and you sit back down and then they call your name and you go take the ASVAB. So when I walked in the ASVAB, there was a lot of kids. It was a lot, like there's a testing room and it's super cold in there, super cold. So I, so, so the woman, she sits me down. She's like, okay, verify this information is correct. I verified everything. And I started taking my test. When I tell you I'm taking my test, I felt like I was getting everything wrong. And in my mind, this is what I was thinking. For security forces, you need a 30, right? On the general part of the ASVAB, which I know I can do. So I was thinking if I cannot get a mechanical job or an electrical job, because this test is really, really hard right now, I can always go to security forces. So, you know, in my mind, I'm preparing for the worst, but it's really cold in there. So my hand started like freezing up because I kept clicking the button, clicking the button, you know, to put the right answers or whatever. And before you know it, the test was done. And then there was another test. So because, you know, you're going to the Air Force, they you take a cyber test. I don't know what I got on that because it's, it's just networking questions and cybersecurity questions, language questions, like it's like all those questions in one test. Then after that, I then proceeded to take the personality test. And I think some of the other branches do that too. So it's like, if you're a leader, you know, all that stuff, you get a score. I don't really know how that works. I think it's like behind the scenes type of thing. And before you know it, I was done. And when I left, the time was three o'clock when I went in there. It was like six o'clock when I left. So about three hours in that room, just taking tests. And I was drained, I was mentally drained. I was cold, thirsty, hungry. So we leave and then fellow recruits that are in MEPS too, as they finish your, um, their test, they keep sitting down, sitting down in the waiting area, right? So now me and my other people, we're waiting for the bus to come and pick us up to take us back to the hotel. So we're waiting. And they give you like a little envelope 
with your test scores in it but it's a stamp on it and it says to only be open by your recruiter right so i was like dang i want to know what i got right the other people there was one kid where they didn't staple it all the way so he can pull out the scores without having to um break the seal so he did that and i think he got like a 69 or 70 and there was another kid he just opened the paper right there and everybody was looking at him and everybody's like what are you doing bro so anyway we left we went to the hotel we went to the briefing they just briefed us like you have to be back if you leave the hotel um there's food please keep everything nice and tidy and you have to wake up at four o'clock to be downstairs by 4 30 in the morning so everything was pretty chill everybody's chill there you know people i mean you get some weird people but other than that, everybody's just chill. Like, it, like it, Maps was so fun for me, and this is my personal experience. So that's why, like, it just depends on what you make out of. Because I could have went there being like, "Yo, this is so boring," but it is what you make out of it. So I went upstairs as soon as I got to the hotel, and I checked my room to see who my roommate was, and there was nobody in there. So I just, you know, put my stuff away, and I went downstairs because I was really hungry. So I'm eating now. They had some, what is it, chicken breast with barbecue sauce. They had some mashed potatoes and like all the drinks, like soda, water, you know, everything like that. So me, I'm just drinking a whole bunch of water and I'm just eating because I was really, really hungry. So after that, they have like this little game room. So I went in there, there was people playing 2K. And I was just watching videos on my phone, you know, and then I started to get a little tired. So I go upstairs and right now it's around... 9 30 p.m so i go upstairs and i look into the hotel room and there you go my roommate is in there so i'm like hey bro what's up i'm like where are you going he said that he's going to the navy and i was like okay bro that's pretty cool he said that he's gonna get some rest so i was like okay i'm gonna just be outside like outside the room so i won't make that much noise because you know i want to be respectful to him because he wants to go to sleep early so he was like okay so you know he went to sleep and then i was just in the living room area and i just sit down and i'm staring at the yellow paper and i cannot anymore like i can't take it my scores are behind this paper and that staple is holding me back so what i do is i kind of take out the staple nice and neatly so i don't tear anything so just in case i have to put everything back i'll make it look like you know nothing happened so i do that and i open this i open the paper and i'm just jumping around i got a 71 overall score on my asvab now to other people that may not seem like a lot you know but for me it was a great accomplishment like i'm 17 years old and i got a 71 on the asvab so my general scores which is i think it's mage so it's mechanical, administration, general, and electrical. My electrical was the was the second highest, I think. My administration was the highest. I think I got an 82. And my electrical, I think I got a 72. But my overall score was a 71. So I'm jumping around. I'm so hyped. You know, I, I worked my butt off for this. And I qualify for a lot of jobs now. Because, yeah, you and your recruiter can go over all the jobs. But if you don't qualify, like let's say you take the test and you don't qualify for those jobs, 
that you're gonna have to do like administration work you know you're gonna have to do a desk job which is fine for other people but for me i don't enjoy desk jobs you know i want to be in an environment where it's changing every day you know i don't want to get bored just sitting at my desk and just writing up stuff for other people so that being said i called my dad i called my mom i called my friends and i'm just like hey you know, I got a really good score on my ASVAB, you know, I'm hype, and yeah, so my dad was proud of me, my mom was proud of me, my friends were proud of me, so, you know, all this support coming from people back home, you know, really meant a lot, so thank you. Um, then after that, I was thinking to myself, okay, I went over all my paperwork for MEPS the next day, because if your information, like, if you say the wrong thing, just because you forget like let's say it's something simple like your address if you forget that you put down your address and you say a different address then you get disqualified at maps and your ASVAB score does not mean anything if you cannot pass physical wise so if you have color blindness boom all the jobs are taken away if you have less than 2020 vision corrected or something like that if you have bad hearing right if you fail the drug test if you fail the breathalyzer test if you fail the physical all of these things then you get permanently disqualified for MEPS if it's that bad which means if you get permanently disqualified from MEPS you cannot join a military branch for the rest of your life so that's a big big deal so I was going over all my paperwork to make sure everything was right and make sure, you know, everything I put down was true. And yeah, so after that, I went to bed around like 10, 10, 20. And, you know, the hotel bed was super comfortable. The AC was cranked down. So I'm just snuggling. And I set my alarm for, I think, like 3.45. So I set my alarm. Boom. I wake up. I felt like I didn't even sleep. Like, I felt like I just closed my eyes and woke up right back up. So, I wanted to be the first one in the shower, go in the shower, brush my teeth, um, you know, I take a quick shower, you know, make sure everything's clean, I get dressed, and then my roommate wakes up, so he's like, okay, we gotta be downstairs by 4.30, so he takes, I think he took a quick shower, like, I think like six minutes, um, yeah, so we clean the room, we make sure nobody didn't leave anything, he was super chill, super nice, um, you know, so we went downstairs, and let me tell you, there's this military drill sergeant. If you go to Tampa Maps, you know what I'm talking about. You go from these two nice ladies, right, to this military army drill sergeant. So we come downstairs, you know, it wasn't really that bad because, I don't know, I, I wake up early anyway. Not that early, but if it's just one day out of the week, then it really doesn't take a toll on my body how other people made it seem. So I go there and he's like, fall back. Okay, name, room number. Okay, have a seat over there. But he's so serious and like he has his um, New York Yankee hat on. And let me tell you, he looks super tough. But I loved it. Like, I loved it. He's super firm. Like, that's how you got to be at four o'clock in the morning because people will not listen to you. There was kids there that they were like, huh? Huh? He kept saying room key room key and they're like what'd you say room key like people was not listening to him 
so yeah so i'm just sitting down and i'm sitting down to this kid and i take one good look at him and he's reading a book which that's the first person i've seen out of my whole maps experience that's reading a book so he's reading a book and you know he has glasses and he's kind of seemed like a introvert type of guy you know he's not really like that outgoing this is my observation that i made of him and i asked him like oh what's your name he said jared i was like oh how you doing jared um you know what military branch are you going into he's like the army and i was like oh okay so in my mind i said this guy is an intelligence this guy you know he scored like a 96 on the ASVAB. you know that was my prediction that was my observation of him so i'm like oh okay and what are you gonna do he said military intelligence i said oh my goodness well it's actually army intelligence and i was like oh my goodness my observation was right but he seemed like a chill dude like he seemed super smart and everything right so the drill sergeant at 4 30 there was kids getting downstairs late late like this is the military are you coming downstairs late eight minutes late 10 minutes late i was like oh no thank god i didn't have one of those roommates because you cannot leave the room like you cannot check out without your roommate so if your roommate is taking a long time you suffer because of your roommate so thank god for my roommate you know i'm thankful that he was quick and straight to the point so we eat breakfast breakfast was really good they had bacon they had cereal eggs gravy if you into that water juice orange juice cranberry juice bagels butter cream cheese they had everything there like a big hotel thanksgiving breakfast feast so you know me i'm there and i'm eating i'm eating my food and i go back for seconds and thirds i am hungry yeah so basically all i drank that morning and that day and the day before was water just a lot a lot of water because it'll keep you up and you want to be healthy the healthiest you can be when you go to maps so i had to use the bathroom early in the morning but you have to take the urine test when you get to maps so i was really worried because i just had to pee like i could not hold it anymore so before i leave the breakfast right and i go on the bus to go to maps i have I had a 10 ounce cup that they had there i take six cups right six 10 ounce cups and i just filled it up six times and i gulped it down gulped it down gulped it down i chugged it so i drank 60 ounces of water before i went on the bus so i can make sure i had to pee when the urinalysis came let me tell you that was probably not the biggest mistake but it was pretty funny because as i'm going through my process and maps I had to pee the whole time and I was so afraid of not being able to pee that I just held it. I don't know how I held it that long, but I did. So I'm grateful. So basically you go to maps and the bus drops you off, you know, they go through the briefing or whatever and you sit down because people are there for different things. Like not everybody is going to be there for their physical. They may have a consultation where they go and they need to only get their eyes checked and then that's it you know so i had to do the full physical and a lot of people there had to do the full physical as well so i'm there sitting down and they call my name okay proceed to medical like the medical side so i'm like okay so i check in with the medical side 
and as soon as I walk in, they have me do the blood pressure test, right? So he wraps me up, and I'm super nervous. Like, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is really happening. He looks at the heartbeat, right? And I'm at 111 heartbeats. I was walking there. I wasn't. I was not doing no physical activity. I was sitting down for a couple minutes, and he's like, and this is army dude. He's like, you nervous? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I can tell. Like, obviously, you can tell you're reading my heartbeat. So he's like, okay, take a couple breaths, and you know, like just chill out, and I'll do your test again. So I'm like, I breathe in, I breathe out. You know, I'm trying to calm myself down. He takes it again, and my beats are 10 lower, like 10 beats lower. And he's like, okay. So that was fine. The second reading was fine. Then after that, there's this short, brolic dude, spiky hair. He comes around, looks at everybody's folder. He comes to me, looks at my folder, looks at me. He's like, you 17? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. And he like disregards me. And then two minutes later, he comes back and he puts, he's like, come with me. He puts like a little red sticker on my name tag on my right side of my chest. And basically what that means is that's like the fast pass for maps. Like if you get selected, I don't know how he does it. I'm guessing if he looks at your file and you don't really have no medical conditions, you're young, you know, stuff like that. I don't know how he selected me, but I'm so grateful that he did because I was done with the whole maps process probably like two and a half hours before everybody else and it's a small group it's like eight men with me so it's like nine in total and it's just like a speedy process like he's talking really fast he's like okay we're gonna do this we're gonna do that bop, 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 bop. and if you have a, the red sticker you get in front of the line anywhere so if there's like 10 people ahead of you for the eye exam you go in the front because you have the red pass so it's basically like a vip type of thing so I was loving it. I was skipping everybody. And it like that's how it should be. Fast, easy. So I think that's why my experience was so like I would say it was fun because everything was so fast. A lot of people they just have to wait there, wait there. They're not talking to anybody. And take this piece of advice. Make friends, make connections, talk to people because if you don't talk to people your first day when you're at the hotel, the next day will be super awkward, tiring. You won't, you will not enjoy it at all. So make friends, make connections, because the next day at MEPS, it is a long day. A long day. I cannot emphasize that enough. So make friends, make acquaintances, make connections, talk to people, okay? Because I got yelled at a couple times for talking. So if you do, talk try to keep it low you know so they just want to get everybody in and out as fast as they can so that's why they don't allow phones no talking you know all that stuff so i did my whole physical they took my blood i did i did the urine test breathalyzer um hearing test eyesight test depth perception test which is hard depth perception test that's pretty hard um you know i did the duck walk it wasn't even that bad it was just really cold in that room then after that, I went to see the doctor, did that whole physical, and that's it. You know, I went, I went to go see another doctor, and, you know, he looks over all my paperwork, and then he signs me out. So I go to the medical desk. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Okay. And unfortunately, the, my doctor, he said I had a heart murmur, which I know I don't, but he said I do. So 
I have to go back in two weeks for a special consultation. And basically what they do is they just take pictures of my heart. You know, it's like a sonogram. And I have to do a stress test. So they record my beats and make sure nothing irregular is happening. And after that, I'll be able to swear in. So because I couldn't swear in that day, I still had to go back to the Air Force office at MAPS. I go there, they give you back some of your paperwork. Like they gave me back my high school diploma and my social security and stuff like that. But they keep your files, your other files. And they said, okay, make sure, you know, you just wait outside. So I waited outside and it was a couple of us that left the Air Force office. It was about eight or nine. And out of eight or nine people, only two people got temporarily disqualified. So it's me and some other person. So I was really proud of the other people for making it through maps and they got to swear in and everything. So I was happy for them, you know. And, you know, at first I was kind of mad because I want to get this over with and I want to join, you know, the, the service now. Like now, I don't want to wait. But after hearing one of the guys' story, how he waited a year to this point where he swear where he swore in that day, you know, really it really made me reconsider waiting. You know, like I'm more grateful that this process is only taking two to three months than a whole year. So I just backed up and I reevaluated where I was, my position. And I just said, hey, I'm grateful that I'm here. I'm grateful that I didn't get permanently disqualified because that doctor could have permanently disqualified me. And I'm just grateful to be here, you know? So you just have to have that positive mindset because other people have it worse than you. Other people that day, they got permanently disqualified for a lot of reasons. So you just have to take every setback with a grain of salt and you know, just don't focus, don't dwell on it so much. So, after that, I just was chilling inside the, um, the, what is it, the cafeteria, and they have any machines there, so I was buying a lot of snacks. We waited there for about three hours. I had a lot of people to talk to, so it passes really quick. You know, you got to talk to people that are going into the Marines, the Coast Guard, Army, Air Force, you know, all the branches. So it was really fun. Um, and then I boarded my bus to go home. Yeah, so we got there. My dad was waiting for me. Um, it was pretty cool. I left. And my dad took me home. Um, I went home. That's it. So I contacted my recruiter. He said he's going to let me know when my special consultation is. And I already got the date. So he already texted me, so I'm super hyped that this consultation is coming up because MEPS, for me, it was really, really fun. So again, MEPS is what you make out of it. So make friends, make connections, and talk to people. That will make your day go by fast, easy, and maybe you will even have fun. So that's it for this episode. Um, I'm waiting so after my special consultation, I have another episode, an update on that. And yeah. That is all for today's episode. The next episode will be...
dropping like I think three weeks or two weeks depending on how much information I get out of this and I have to meet with my recruiter to get some jobs so thank you guys for listening please subscribe to my podcast you won't regret it share it with your friends and yeah thank you guys so much